fucking nigga talking for? Hey, this podcast. Special guest, music artist, Jungle Summer. Song of the week, eight balls final, man. See if it ain't about a dollar, who we talking for? Got no holler for the ops, we can go to war. I was born in this shit, then I ain't even start. If it's 200 on the dash, I'ma smash off. I get this shit up on the muddle, could I call on? See, it's a difference between me and these niggas. I'm a real go getter. These fuck boys ain't living, cooking crack in the house, fucking up to the dish. You got a problem with bro, but so no, I'm rhyme for them. See, it is what it is, we ain't never squashing nothing. Nah, streets real grimy, niggas dying from. That's how it is up in the hood, it's a jungle I done gave niggas the rock and they didn't fumble Got some walk scars, so it's hard to stay humble We tired of the struggle, so we gotta come up See that storm come and we still don't run Have my gang and take your shit with a jack move Better I make the wrong move, shawty them gon' whack you What's up with shawty, tell a friend I'm tryna fuck too If we gon' get a room, we gon' fuck all night I know you got a man, but it's only for the night Fuck her from the back, she keep scratching, she biting Find out she was freaky, you ain't had to lie to me Liberal out his body, he just like doing robberies You gotta pay for what you want, cause this shit ain't free Pay attention, backtrack to them things you ain't see Such that do whatever for my niece Wipe these tears from my eyes, thinking about my memories I'ma stand on all ten, you can be ten deep and I ain't thinking about running, I got guns with me guns. We won't smoke with you niggas on that fuckery Snatch your soul out your chest behind my family I'ma die behind my neck, can't play no games with you See, they lied on my neck, put a body on a nigga See, that DA, he gon' listen, even though that you ain't did it We come from the trenches, we don't fuck with the government Demons keep on chasing me, I'm trying not to let them in Any charge I caught, I did my time for it Wish I could rewind back and see my loved one missing Yeah, If you my bro, I get a meal, I split it with you niggas See, I'm on some other shit, Osama, he really with it If you think a nigga lying, you can come see how I'm living Chopsticks, let them fly, we ain't shooting from no distance Everybody got their day, so you can't be scared Everybody got their thing, so you can't be scared of it We gon' clean it up if we hear they saying something I don't care if that's your family a dead man walking Tell your family pick your coffin, cause they done lost it I'm surrounded with them bosses, they be hauling They ain't body steady dropping, they go down in New Orleans One slip, you gon' lose your life, so don't come round here Don't come round here Don't come round Around here with that trippin' nigga. <laughs> Shy, see, don't get him, nigga. Chill out, homie. <laughs> Re, <laughs> baby boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Once again, man, Tavis' podcast. That was your song of the week by Young Osama. Eight bars final. And how you feeling today, brother? Feeling good, man. Man, I gotta say, brother, I gotta say, I just discovered your music like a week or two weeks ago. I, um, when I came and followed you, cause I think somebody report reposted it. Oh, I seen. I think Michael on the beat mentioned you in an interview. And he said, "Osama go hard." Uh, I said, "Who this is?" I clicked on it and I heard the melodies. Like where you be like, "I'm tired of." I was like, "I'm feeling that shit. That shit hard." And I went and listened to the tapes. So I just wanted to tell you that at the beginning of the interview, but your music is hard. I appreciate that, man. For sure, but let, let, let's get into the um the interview and the show, man. First of all, I want to get to your name, Young Osama. Osama is not um a big popular name in America, as you might know. Yeah. Where does name come from? You know, like, I see, like, growing up, you know, in poverty, you know, hitting some roadblocks in life, you mm -hmm. know, being around your young partners, you know. Let's come up with names and shit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you ran with it. So. It stuck, huh? Yeah, it what stuck. age was it that you got it? I say about 17 years old. Okay. All right. For sure. Now, um, you um sent to me, like, you was born in New Orleans, but uh, you moved to California for a little bit. Before you moved to Cali, how was it in New Orleans? And what age did you move to Cali? I said I moved to California when I was about, like, I was young. Like four years old. All right, so that's real small. So how was it going to California? I say it was like a, you know, like it was a good environment mm -hmm. type of shit. Like, like growing up in Cali, like what it really taught me taught me loyalty, mm -hmm. being around good people, okay. good energy, good vibes, beautiful place. Like, what part was you in? I was in Stockton, California. Okay. Um. 
When did you come back to New Orleans? What age? Come back at 16 years old. Oh, so you had four to 16. That was basically your coming of age moments. Yeah. Did you um ever experience the Bloods and Crips vibes out there in Stockton? Because yeah. it's pretty heavy West Coast. I experienced it, you know. Mm. A couple of my childhood friends, mm. Crips and Bloods. Okay. You know, I never was like... That wasn't my type of hype right there. Okay. Because New Orleans, you can say the South is really different from the West. Uh, the South really don't have too many gangs like that. Um, uh, they have Crips up North in the East, in New York and stuff. They don't really have that down here in New Orleans and uh, the South like that, Bloods and Crips. So what do you really see the difference? Because you were 16 coming back here. What you seen when you came back here? Did you remember anything? Like, see, when I came back, like I remember like around my way and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I come back like on school breaks, summer breaks, okay, and all that. So it wasn't like it was, I was informed. Just, yeah. All right. Okay. So, um. Now, when you came back, what um, where did you move to? I moved back uptown. Okay. Around like in the twelve wall. All right. The twelve wall. Where's that at? I'm not familiar with that. That's like I said, it's around the Magnolia Projects. Okay. Like, towards like the bank. All right. Um, uh, moving back uptown. Did you get acclimated with friends quickly? Did it take you a time? You say you was coming back. Did you have your group, your circle of people who you hung around most of the time? I see childhood friends. Okay. From my project. So it's not like I ain't know nobody at all. All right. But I met a lot of people as soon as I made it back down here. Mm-hmm. You know, good energy. You know, people won't be around me. So mm-hmm. not, not 16 years old. That's probably the back end of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, probably 10, 11, 12th grade. Yeah. Did you finish school down here? I see. I started. Mm-hmm. They had put me back a grade because the credits ain't matched. Okay. So, you know, product of your environment is like, I'm going to keep it real. Like, I let the money take control of me. Heard of that. I dropped out young. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you, um, you came back to school for one year. You left that year or you went the next I year? I see. I went to school about a couple uh, months. Like, Four or five months. <laughs> it was enough. I done. It was, it was done. Mm-hmm. Now, um, being being a product of your environment, you want the kill because I heard of your music, right? Yeah. All right. A lyric I heard that you said, "Niggas come to school with books. I'm coming to school with um, Glocks or gun. One of them. <laughs> that was that was four months fresh in. You say you're a product of the environment. What swayed you that way? Hey, I can see, like the vibe I got as soon as I got to like the city. It just was, man, reality kicked in. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Like, it's treacherous. So it's like, I look at it like, it's either, either get eight. Mm-hmm. Like, being young, you know, the young era, you know, coming up was wild. So, mm-hmm. like, it's like, get what it, uh, you know, get right. something. Like, right. now, um, when you um I guess transitioning out of um high school since you only went for a little bit of time once you came here, what was your mindset? You say the money took over you. What was you thinking when you left high school? What what was your route? I can say like being young, going to clubs and all that at a young age. Mm-hmm. It's like the women, the money, the cars, the clothes, mm-hmm. all that type the of stuff. The movie shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um what what's um I wanna say, since you leaving now, you getting money, are you on your own? You still in your parents' house or your grandparents' house? Where see, are you I living moved, at? I moved from my grandmother's house mm-hmm. and I moved with my auntie. Mm-hmm. So it's like I really was taking care of myself. Okay. So, you know, I had to just grind and get it. Okay. Um, you mentioned as well when you were younger, going back a little bit younger, that both of your parents were killed to gun was lost to gun violence. Uh, How did that affect you? You know, I was one years old. My mama died. She got mm-hmm. shot in the neck. Mm-hmm. So I ain't really know my mama like that. Okay. But I was six years old. My dad had died. So, you know, like that done something to me. That's all different. I knew. Mm-hmm. Pops had me. So, you know, I've been had like built up anger in me and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Child. Okay. And um, after, after those... Events happened. You moved with your grandparents. Um, how's life with them? When you start? I say my grandmother and my three sisters, and I got one girl cousin. Mm-hmm. 
So like life living with like all four, women, huh? Four, like five women. Okay. So you know, most people there be probably they'll come up fucked up like mm-hmm. on some like film shit like. But I was strong playing ball and shit. Okay. So it was good. It was good vibes. Okay. Now I want to get to where did the music become a part in you growing up? You hustling, your tragic events happening. Where did you find the time to find out you had a music talent? Like I really found out I had a music talent like young. Mm-hmm. Like, my grandma she had us in church young. Okay. So like I used to sing in like the little children choir and shit like that. Okay. So <laughs> I see what I sing it come at come like, in there now. Like I been knew I had a little. Type of talent in me. Okay. Since young, I used to go to a performance arts camp okay. in San Francisco. So, like, I've been where I had something in me. Mm-hmm. I just ain't start taking it serious until my, like, late teenage years. So. Okay. Well, what would you say is the biggest difference between out there in Stockton and New Orleans? Like, the, I see, like, the beast that you rap on. It's like, you, you know it's West Coast. Mm-hmm. Or it's like a Detroit vibe. Okay. Some shit like that. Like mm-hmm. it's different. We southern, so Right. It come from that many fresh hot boy, man, uh, P type sound in the West Coast. That's the Dr. Uh, Dre, the E forties, all that. They sound type shit. proper. Yeah. Like yeah. when they talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, getting to this music, when did you first make your first song? Since when you came down here. You sixteen, what how long it took you? First song, I said it took me. <laughs> Let me see, I said about. I'ma keep it real. I'ma say 2016. Okay, how old was you then? Uh, what I was, I think I was about seven years ago. Eighteen, seventeen, going on eighteen, something like okay. that. So not not that's not. For two years after you came down here, and around that time, there was a part of music, a new sound that came out that everybody familiar with now. It's kind of yeah. like drill music, yeah. And it was kind of polarized from Chicago to Chief Keef era, then La Dirk, then everybody G Herbal, all them. What was your music style? Was it that type coming out? I see, like my style. I look at my style more of a like. I wouldn't even say I have like a real New Orleans style. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people there hear my music and say like you sound like you from up north or something. Yeah, when like, you when you listen, time. you you only a New Orleans person probably would notice because yeah. some of the words you say and how you yeah. say them, yeah. but it's not really like a you put it on like oh this some real New Orleans soldier slim type yeah. shit. It's a different type of sound with the melodies, the harmonizing, all yeah. that. Okay, who are some inspirations of music for you? I see, like, I see Meek Mill. Okay. Jada Kiss, Fabulous, mm-hmm. Jewels. I see the singer Jacquees. Mm-hmm. Any Wayne? I see Throwback Wayne. Okay. Like, I ain't really get into, like, the newer Wayne. All right, so, like, Carter, one, two Wayne. Yeah. Heard, heard. Okay. Now, when you start to make music, when when do you get in the studio and you, like, Okay, because it, it's different when you drop a track, you in the studio, you like, I can rap off the beat, that shit ain't nothing. When you get in there, you be like, all right, I'm discovering myself, and you like, that one time, you like, I'm really fire at this shit, the confidence start going up. Yeah, like, I see, like, as far as me, like, recording-wise, getting in there, mm-hmm. like, see, when I hear my own self, like, the melodies and all that type of shit, it just, it turned me up, uh-huh. like, and I might have a few partners in there with me, so they bobbing their heads yeah, like, man. Cut up. <laughs> you know? And you know, a lot of times, people are just bob because they... Like, they, you know, they yes, you know, man, they're your partners. Yeah, they're partners. Mm-hmm. But I have confidence in myself to know, like, man, I make real music. Okay. Like, so I come from the heart, so I know you got to feel it. Right. Like, Experience, life experience. So, uh, have you any um have any of your partners that you have you made a track and they're like, nah, that bitch shitty, brother. <laughs> See, I ain't gonna lie. Like some of them need yes, man. Uh-huh. So they wouldn't even tell me, uh-huh. but I feel the energy. Like I can feel, 
I ain't really go my hardest. Okay. So I tell them like, man, I don't really like this, like this. Uh-uh. Yeah, be like, that bitch straight, brother. They like it. <laughs> uh-uh, come on, man, you lie, man. Nigga say you like everyone. <laughs> okay, how, how how you record in the studio? I record. What? Is it freestyling, punching in? You write? I see. I love to do a lot of writing. Okay. Like, I could freestyle some shit and all that, but I'm not really a freestyler. Okay. Like, I make my best music when I sit back from and the really heart. write. You know, it's coming from the heart. So, when you freestyle, that's just like some shit you just putting together and all that off top. All that random shit. Yeah. Okay, Um, when you um put down tracks and you putting together, because you have two projects out right now. You mm-hmm. have the Concrete Baby and the Thunderstorms. Yeah. But Concrete Baby, this was your first tra- um project? Oh, they actually have another one on that called Fella... Federal Nightmares. Okay, I ain't see that. So Federal Nightmares, uh, when that one came out? That came out in, this about 2000 and, it's 2021. Okay, is it on Apple? Yeah, it's on Apple. I ain't see that one. All right, so Federal Nightmares. Since I ain't listened to that one, can you describe the type of feeling you was given on that one? Like, Federal Nightmares, the topic, like, I'm fresh out the fizz. Okay. Just come out the halfway house. Doing three years, three and a half years. Okay. So it's like it's just giving, you know, them type of vibes. Like, man, I'm just I'm letting y'all know the real. Okay. You know, you gotta be on your toes, pay attention. If it's real, it's not a joke. Okay. Was you was that whole tape made while you was in the feds? Did you write yeah. all that? Okay. And I probably made like a few things when I came home. Okay. I had a notebook though. Okay, for sure. Speaking of that, you speak. You said three years in the feds. What were you in the three years in the feds for, if you could talk about it? I was convicted felon with a firearm. Okay. One nothing real major. Okay. Now, I heard you mention this in your song, too. You said, um, it was just on a song we fucking listened to. Um, feds trying to something with the DA or something. Like, feds trying to put something the DA know you ain't do it, but you still uh, tell you something, some like, shit. It's like, you know, how your name could come up for something. Like, the DA, they own you. Mm-hmm. You know, you got anonymous tips and shit like that. Okay. Yeah, try to just stick you with a charge, but the shit can't stick. Like, I ain't do this shit. Trying to find something, huh? Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, with that being said, what is the, what's a, a difference of how to, um, when you're in federal prison and state prison? The difference is... It's like, I can really see, like, it's more, like, structure. Mm-hmm. You can't just do everything loose and, like, you go to the feds, you from New Orleans, you go be in a car. Mm-hmm. You got cars and feds, and you got the gangs. So, it's really like Louisiana is like a gang, but we not no gang, but right. this how they'll put it. Like, when you go to lunch and shit like that, you eat with nothing but Louisiana all the people. cities. All right, so states, states, states. They just put uh, all the states together. To go. Okay. What was some, what's a, a crazy story you have in there, if you have anyone, or something that stood out? Ah, shit, it's like, like when I was about <laughs> to get my time, it's like, the shit fucked my head up. Okay. Like, you got a lot of, like, niggas telling this shit like that. Okay. So, that was different, because mm-hmm. it's like, it's just... Show to you. You ain't expect none of that, huh? Yeah, oh, like shit. in the state, you ain't gonna have a group of niggas talking about, oh yeah, we about to work on such and such case. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like, <laughs> type of shit that is. Okay, um, when you um standing in front, was you in court when you got sentenced? Yeah. When you standing in front of the judge and you waiting your, waiting your sentences, did you know what you was gonna get before? Was it like uh, they give you like a range? Mm-hmm. My range was. Thirty-six months to forty-six months, some right, shit so like that. They don't say years. They always yeah. They months see shit. months. Talking about it sound better. Man, that shit don't sound better. Real when a nigga say five hundred and sixteen months, that you shit sound you. like a lifetime. <laughs> nigga say just say eight years. That's yeah. <laughs> nigga say make it quick. So what was you? What was you thinking when the judge finally hit the gavel? You have thirty-six to thirty-six months. Was you like, okay, I get this done? Are you like, man, fuck? I no. I got a roll with the hand, like, you know, I was a dope, so right. I'm going to do my time like a man, so I ain't really worried about that. Mm-hmm. 
only thoughts you gonna have, you gonna be worried about like your loved ones. Right. And I got a beautiful daughter, so my daughter was just born soon. Missing out on that beginning. Yeah. So okay. First few years of her life. That's the only thing I really had on my mind. Mm -hmm. Did you um did did you get any visits while you was there the three years? I can see. I ain't get no visits. Did you want any? Yeah, I wanted some. Okay. But you know the corona and all that. Came. Oh, all right, yeah. So uh -huh. we was on lockdown a lot of months, so mm -hmm. I really couldn't get new visits. Okay, and um, I know um, like tell me if I'm right or wrong. I know the feds. You do like eighty for eighty five percent of your time. Uh -huh. You're missing a halfway house. So you so you did like uh -huh. two two years and two and a half years in a halfway house, and I did like six months. Mm -hmm. No, right. two and a half years in the can, and did six months in a halfway house. Okay, how was the Getting out the um getting out of the um prison, what was that last day like for you in there? That last day, I was <laughs> in quarantine. Mm -hmm. So I wake up that morning, I know I'm getting released. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting on them to call me. They still ain't calling me, so I'm like, man, what's, what's going, going on? on? <laughs> but they trying to put something else on right. me. I'm like, man, come I just on laid now. back, like, come on. <laughs> waiting to get it. checked out, huh? <laughs> what time was it? Because I know they say it's like early in the morning before it's doing. Uh, right? I still got out like around like 11, 12 o'clock. Okay. So Damn. it was a little later than what I really was supposed to, <laughs> you know, supposed to be early morning. You was waking up like, nigga, get me out of here when you uh, wake up, huh? All right, so when you leave there, they bring you to the halfway house. What's this experience like at the halfway house? What you think? You out of the prison system, uh, but you're still in the halfway house. See, when I hit the halfway house, uh, that shit... That shit just like you really in jail, mm -hmm. but you able to go to, you can get you a job, go to work and shit like that, so, mm -hmm. but the corona shit was still going on, so you couldn't really get home past, like, visits and shit. Okay. So, FaceTiming and all that, it was a little better, because I'm able to use the phone and all that, so. Got a little bit, but you still have restrictions. Uh, well, in a halfway house... Do, is it how is the setting? Is it like prison? Do they have like pits? Or you have a bed? You they have, have a like room? Cubicles. Like okay. Four beds in a cube, but only two people to each cube. Okay. Because you got to stay social distance and all that shit. So. Okay. What, was that better? You didn't want to be shacked up before, man? Yeah, I ain't going to lie. It was better. It was mm -hmm. better. Okay. More comfortable. Wise. All right. Did you get a job while you was in halfway house? Yeah, I had a job. While you was working? I was working construction. Okay. Doing a little carpenter work. Mm -hmm. So, and when, and when you doing that, what do you what do you um what you do with your money? You save it till you out of the halfway house, or you? Yeah, uh, they wasn't making you pay at the time, so you ain't have to pay them to stay there. You gotta pay to stay at the halfway house. Uh, it'd be a percentage out of your checks. Damn. So what if you don't get no job? I don't think you gotta pay them when you don't have no job. Okay. Some people don't want work because you know if you in the shit. Right. Yeah. You would be seen out in public. Uh, so. You ain't trying to get in there. Okay. So you transition out of the halfway house. You back to regular life. Are you on, like, any probation, parole, something like that? Uh, I'm on, I was on, what, three and a half years. Damn. Uh, so that's if you mess up, they put you right back in. Ah, uh, facts. Facts. Damn fucking court systems. Uh, <laughs> Bro, that shit tragic. All right, so what you doing when you get out of the halfway house? Are you still working construction? Are you back to your normal uh, hustling? I had I had a job, mm -hmm. kept my job, so I was really I was really worried. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, I was hustling or nothing like that. Like I was trying to like, you know, stay away from that shit like mm -hmm. trying to go on the street path. These get a feeling like but what's going on in the world, like can't just jump here first back into something, get your head cracked like that. Like, Facts. Now be, before we move on with that, I wanted to ask you, how does the feds pick you up just on a gun charge when it could just be a state. Like, you know, they, they had a hand individuals that they'll pick out. Mm -hmm. They could be wanting you for some other shit, but they just slap they you don't stick to you, so shit. they'll make you go do that time in the feds. Right. When the state, you get right out. Right, they play, they play them certain games. Okay, mm -hmm. now, you, you work in your job. You get to see your baby girl. Just a happy moment. How was that? That was good. That was the, man, that was one of the best feelings ever. Mm -hmm. I was happy. <laughs> Thanks. How, how was that first um interaction with her when you held uh, her? She just ain't won't let me go. <laughs> That's good, brother. That's good. Now we you out now. You with, you're back with your family. Mm. And what year was this? 
This was in 2021. Okay, so this recent. Uh, Damn, this recent. Right. So you got out and dropped three projects over. About to be uh, four coming up. Yeah. So you you got straight to work. So you was in prison from 2016 to 2019. Oh, I, mean, I see. 20, that was 20, that was 2018. 2018. 2021. Okay. Now, during this time, before that, you um also told me, um, well, I also seen on your page that your sister passed away and uh, some gun violence. When you got the call for that in 2017, how was that trash moment? I was moment? in jail. You was in jail? I was in jail. Damn, so that was even more tougher. How was that for you? See, I was calling my sister phone the same evening that it happened. She wasn't picking up, so that next morning, mm-hmm. my grandma came, seen me, Orleans Paris, like a video visit. So she told me on the video screen, I just fell out, you know, fell to the ground. Mm-hmm. The deputies, they picking me up. It just was a different feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, losing a sibling, that shit hit different. Yeah, you never think that should have happened. Uh, um, when it did happen, two teenagers was charged with the um crime, yeah. and I, I I try to look up the sentencing, but I, I I assume they got probably like life since they confessed and admitted. Were you relieved when you say when that happened? Because there's a lot of things that go on um, when, especially when it's a sibling, it's like motherfucker, I want to do you something myself. But the judge in the court system handles that. Were you relieved when that happened? I can say like. It's a code that we live by, like, mm-hmm. I'd rather you home. Right. I want you locked up. Mm-hmm. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Like, nice. I, heard that in, I heard that in some music that you just said. Uh, um, off of that, because you deal, you, in your family, it's a, it's a touchy subject because, like you said, from the beginning, and it's still going to now, and mm-hmm. also... Probably losing friends during that time as well. How do you cope with that outside of music? Because I know music can be your therapy. How do you deal with all of that? I see, like, the shit sometimes could be stressful. Like, you know, but you just got to keep on going. Like, like, I really know I'm a strong individual. Like, most people, they'll, they'll lose their mind. But I run to my music. I vent in the studio. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only way I really can express myself. Only other person I talk to is my grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like my best friend. So that's good to have that connection with Grams. You know, because Grams always gonna keep it real no matter what it is. Uh, okay, now I wanna um talk about the music and um I um like I interviewed Cole Young. I think he went to Kip too. That's how yeah. that's how y'all know each other. Yeah. And also I've been um me and um YD. You have a lot of songs with him. YD yeah. Davis. We supposed to be digging up and doing the um. Interview. I think he went to Kip as well. Yeah. Y'all making music. All y'all went to Kip for a little minute. Yeah. How does that connection stay throughout the years? I see. See, I ain't knew ID when mm-hmm. I was going to Kip. Okay. Never knew him till years down the line. All right. I knew Cole, but me and Cole got close. Like I see, like two, three years later. Okay. You know. So. Okay. When y'all link up and make music. Because um, YD on a few songs, like three or four songs on the last two tapes. Uh, that I seen. That's the first thing I see when I click. I like the first two songs was featuring YD, featuring YD. How does that connection be in a, in a studio? How do y'all work with each other? I see that'd be like a, that'd be a good vibe. Like, mm-hmm. dude really, sh- like, like most people, they probably, you know, got to pay for features and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. it just was like a real connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Like, I came at dude when I first met him. Like, you know, I hit him up. He like, man, we gonna get together. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one night, Coop bring me to the studio. I meet them over there. Mm-hmm. So the vibe I got was like, nothing but genuine, you know, like love, like mm-hmm. all the strength, you know? Right, right. That's kind of rare, too, with like rappers. Like, when you, uh, especially like three different, like, you, Cole, and him, it's kind of like a, you you don't want, it's like it's bound for something to, like some energy uh, to be a little uh, because it's three different rappers, different egos, but it's cool that all y'all linked up and make good music. When collabing with other artists, what did you look for? What did you see when you, like you say, you came at YD? What you saw in his music that made you want, I want to collab with him? I just felt the pain. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, mom, you spitting that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the way you pushing it out. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I feel like ain't too many niggas down here that I'll tweak out to do music with. Right. Like, you different to me. Mm -hmm. So, like, good. That pain meal. I think Uh, he, um, I think he freestyle too. Yeah. Thing off the head. Uh, Been in the studio with that dude, man. He fucked my head up. Because yeah. the way he come off the top with it, uh-huh. I'm like, man, that's a gift. Right, right. I can't even do that. I could do it if I want to, but... Right, it's not your way you, first option. Yeah. Heard that. Now, I want to give it some producer you work with. You say you work with Rossi, Michael on the beat. Um, How do you link up with these guys? I think you missed somebody else, too. I forgot, uh, though. See, the first person I, I mentioned, that was Y.E. Okay. You know, with the Heartless Game on okay. West Bank. All right. So... I started working with him in 2016. Okay. Coming Beginning. home from jail. All right. Yeah, so. Um, where, where do you feel you um, first found your sound at? I see working with him. Okay. Working with him. That's All when right. I went to playing with the melodies a lot. All right. Um, What's the difference you see between working with different producers? Do they have different styles? How they master mix? I don't know. Uh, so working with him, it was like a little home studio, you know. It was like some rough shit. Okay. So he ain't have everything now, but he still had, like, it was a good quality. It came out. Sound decent. Right. Right. You know? Like, but when I met my cow, like, when I come home from the feds, I meet my cow. Mm-hmm. I've been knowing him, like, hitting him up, but I never got with him. Mm-hmm. It was always, either I'm just deep off in. Right. And I ain't really focused. Yeah, I come home from the feds and I, I meet him. With the working, mm-hmm. all love, like, mm-hmm. and then the way he, um, like, make a beat from scratch, play with the piano, the beat, gifted. pad, like, he gifted. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's different. So, <laughs> like, I meet the dude Rousey through B3 mm-hmm. out of the Cali. So, I meet dude, and I'm like, I'm thinking my Cal, like, that's the only one I won't fuck with. Right. I'm like, man, I can fuck with homie too. Homie nice too. Okay. So it's like, my cow nice. Mm-hmm. Dude nice too. They nice so in different ways. Huh? <laughs> that's the two I like the most right now. Like, okay. I'm going to spend my bread with them. Okay. So. Now, when going on with music, I want to talk about the music industry a little bit. Because... Like you say, you make the life, the pain music, the real life shit that you go through. Mm-hmm. In the music industry, they don't have too much of that right now. They got a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of gimmicks, just a lot of money talk, a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, let's just call out this fake shit going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facts. What you think about the music industry? And I just think like, there's too many just faking. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> all that keep on, on talk about how much jewelry you got, how much cars you got. Money you got, all that type of shit, man. Leave that shit for them industry type of people. Mm-hmm. Commercial ass shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like, like I can read energy. I can feel vibes, all that. Mm-hmm. So just be real with yourself. Right. You don't have to show the world this type of person just to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, get it out the mud. Like, grind and make it. Right. Don't do no fake shit. Paint fingernails, wearing <laughs> long earrings, all type of funny ass shit, man. Facts. Um, what's saying that? Who are some artists you listen to right now in the industry? In the industry? <laughs> yeah. I listen to, I say I listen to a lot of Little Dirt. I listen to Rob Wave. I see. SCY Jim out of Florida, quality control, just signed them. So, it's mm-hmm. a few odd Meek Mill still. Mm-hmm. I still listen to Jada Kissing Five. Okay. He come with some. I listen to a lot of Philly rappers like Leaf Ward, mm-hmm. Crack, Kerr, Kerr. I listen to a lot of them. Okay, um, the North, the North, the North, the Philly. The, I won't say New York now because New York kind of like drifted away yeah. from like that pain music. They more of them like that drill, drill, drill bounce type shit right now. But usually with the Philly, they usually they come from like that pain music with the the Beanie Seagulls, yeah, the yeah. Um, Freeway, 
Uh, all that type shit. They come from that pain music. So I, uh, I can see where that. And you hear that in your um type of the type of music you make. I want to also get to in the music industry right now. They have the the artist debts that been going on. A lot of people mm-hmm. talk about this um, with the past PNB Rock, Pop Smoke, um, Take All recently, Jaden Youngin. I think there's one more that I'm forgetting, but you get the picture with that. Uh, a lot of um, music artists, mainly rap artists, been killed or dying the past few years in the um, game. What do you think of that in the music industry, especially since that's your goal to be an uh, artist, a prominent artist? Like, I look at it as, you know, some people, they, they get that fame. And now, if you was moving militant mm-hmm. before you got the fame, mm-hmm. you still got to move that way. Mm-hmm. Like, some people think it's fucked up to have security, mm-hmm. shit like that. You, you're a celebrity, so you can't move the same way how you was moving, but you can move even more militant, mm-hmm. like, and have a better mindset on how you move, like. You can't just go to places and just be slipping. Right. You talk about all this different shit in your music. They they got opportun- opportunities out here. Yeah, you got Ready. people that's coming test you. Right. That right. jewelry you got on, you got niggas that won't take that. Ready. So, you know. Um, I want to say that about. I want to uh, talk about that too because the internet is real crazy. Um, you could you could be an artist and you might not have no damn enemies. I know ops. But just uh, because the shit you have, they have people out there who, like you uh, said, gonna try it. They just want what you have. Uh, even if they don't want they just gonna see if you pussy. Especially if uh, you rap about certain shit. They just ready to test your gangster no matter what you say, especially. What do you think of just the internet? They got internet police, not regular people just try to test people. What you think about the whole internet as a whole? Goofy. <laughs> Flat out, dude. <laughs> Goofball shit going on. It's crazy, bro. Cause when I see like all the, I, I see like all this pass away. It be first people on the common internet people. They be, oh, they they did this shit. He did it. Oh, uh, they be pointing fingers at another artist like quick bad. like a motherfucker. Like shit don't got nothing to do with you, right? Like damn, like I be like y'all just putting a charge on the motherfucker. Like fuck, give a nigga a chance. Real tough. So so why rap though? If it's all this, why rap? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I should the reason why I rap still cause this is what I love doing I got a okay. passion for it mm-hmm. like fuck the people right I'ma do it cause I won't do it regardless mm-hmm. so if you fuck with me you fuck with me if you I don't you like, don't right. you know I feel like when when doing when rapping and looking at artists with label artists signing to labels and then Certain things going on with the label. We don't know what's going on. The artists be saying the label holding the music. They owe me money, shit like that. The label be saying, you signed a deal. This happened. You owe us this. What do you think about the labels and the artists having certain conflicts and issues with each other after the artists get signed and blows up? I feel like that's on the artists. Mm-hmm. You, know, like, you know what you signed, so if you ain't have nobody looking over that shit with you, should have never signed it. Tweaking. Right, right. Gotta pay attention. Right. Do do you give them any leeway because, say I'm an artist, you the label. They have Mm -hmm. some artists, they they got a little buzz in their city, um, and they, I guess they warranted to get signed. But, I'm broke. I'm on my ass. Me and my mom, we in a little, we in Uh a little two bedroom and fuck. Uh A a label coming at you with, hey, 250. You like, man, fuck that paper, whatever it is. I want the 250 right right now. Do you uh, right. do you give any like type of leeway uh like the label taking advantage of all these certain positions in life? Because if I'm in this certain position, I'm like, man, fuck that. We're gonna worry about that uh, paper later on down the line. Uh, <laughs> but once you start getting that money and you see the show money, you making music, you got a big ass hit and you like, I'm only getting fucking show money. I ain't getting no money money mm-hmm. from them songs that I'm making, it'd be like, damn, I gotta reevaluate what's going on now. What you think about that? I look at it like this. Label can come at me the day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Come at me with a hundred, two hundred, three hundred. I'ma take that shit. Me, mm-hmm. <laughs> that real hustling, yeah. niggas. I'ma flip it. <laughs> Cause this is what I love doing. Right. So I'ma look at it like, man, that's a big old platform. Man, this an opportunity to have my music really blow up. 
I'm gonna worry about all that money shit later. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna get money regardless. Right. So. That, that's what I think the trade-off is with labels. I think uh, it's the labels give you their connections and platform, and you give them your motherfucking catalog and um, uh, shit like that at the time being. Like you said, just get it get it together down the line. Once you built yourself up, mm-hmm. you got leverage to renegotiate or do something else. Um, On here, we got music. I mentioned artist rap. You say you're not a freestyler. Do you have something you want? Spit, spit or something though on here that you wrote or something. Got a beat, something you want to put down. Beat I want to put down. And maybe I, something you already recorded but it ain't out yet. You could spit some yeah. shit all day. Shit. Uh, exclusive for the Tables Podcast. No pressure, brother. You don't got to do it if you want to. <laughs> see some. I don't really got nothing. <laughs> 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 off the top. Man, you don't gotta have nothing off the top. It's something you wrote already? No. Something I wrote already? Yeah, something you just sent me some stuff that's recorded. That's recorded. That's um out. Uh, One of them. I know they're gonna like that. Just you go you go you go you go you go play one for me. Play one for you? I just put it put it on a little value. Heard that. I'll let you go out right to right. Which one you wanna pick? You can play that that built up in me. Gotcha. We got it out of him, y'all. We got we, it was a little tough, but shit, we got it out of him. Let go. <laughs> you know? Young Osama. I'ma let you introduce him, brother. Go ahead. Built up in me, man. Doing the next project, different angels. He don't got no loyalty I'm on my worst fucking enemy I'd rather see him home so we can put, put that boy six feet Can't be afraid if I got you slime with me huh? No bro, he'll die for me Throwing his black hoodie yeah. Mass up and get the spinning Shoot with perfect attendance yeah. Knock off a nigga The ligaments Fuck boys They wiping hoes They be eating dick If you ain't putting nothing up You ain't no demon there huh? You ain't had to rat on your dog You could've plead the fuck huh? Niggas hate know me Cause they know that I'm ready They know Fuck a hundred I'ma keep, keep that shit up by ten Young Osama. Take Bristol Podcast. Keep a gun on me close with a ladder in it. Huh. Problems come with sad in it. I said problems come with sad in it. They got me tired of tragedy. To go right on me. Oh, pain shit. Think I lied and I'm still breathing. Come through with my dogs leaving. It's gonna be that one right there. Still make bad decisions. Come on me close with a ladder in it. Problems come with sad in it. I said problems come with sad in it. Is a better than one no Glock 9 Niggas faking like they would it Why so many die Niggas, we was raised by that stop sign Yes sir, yes sir <laughs> Y'all heard that what built up I mean, Not released yet That's gonna be on the upcoming tape yeah, um, Let's get to this upcoming tape February 26th, right? Yeah Um, Is that a special date Or just a date you pick? She really I really had a question mark By February Like mm-hmm. Like my birthday next month on March 26th, so okay. it's like, really, I'm still going to put a question mark on it, but mm-hmm. it's coming out these upcoming, like, I see these upcoming weeks, okay. like a few weeks. Just got to get so, that pinpoint date. Yeah. Okay. Um, Different Angels, that's what it's called? Yeah. What's the meaning behind this? Like, Different Angels is like, dealing with, like, a topic of pain. And really getting into like, like deeper in my music. Okay, 
like expressing myself, like giving the people like, yeah, this is re- really going on. Like, okay, I ain't faking soon. All right. Um, how many tracks you have on it? Put eight on now. All right. And when making when making music, cause you just dropped in December, so yeah, uh, right back two months later. Where where does this this work ethic come from? It come from like being dedicated. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you doing, if you love doing music, you always have to make time mm-hmm. to write. Or uh, if you freestyle, you got to get in there. Right. Feel like that work at least if you on you do one time, that's good every week. Mm-hmm. If you do two times, go and record. That's even better. Mm-hmm. Like every many times you can get in there, like got to grind and get it. Right. Um, is it hard being a um? Uh, um, all this grinding to get to that next level. Um, do you ever think about like giving up? I, I see like tragedies like going through like with poverty. Sometimes you have thoughts like, man, fuck this shit. I don't want to do this shit no more. Mm-hmm. This shit ain't really bringing no income in like that. Right? It ain't really sacrifice. bringing no bread in. So it's sacrifices that you making. Like, and I heard an artist in the industry say this one time, like, money bag you. He said he went broke at one time because this is what he wanted to do. And look where it got him. All right. You know, it's the work ethic. Like, Facts. I think I um, saw an artist. I forgot um, who the artist was. I'm not sure, so I won't say the name. But I think they said it was like, they had like doing shows like for a low amount, probably like hundreds. And he had that one song pop and uh, it just went to like $10, $15. All it takes is one song. Uh, that's the, I get, I guess with all the bad stuff in the music industry, that's one of the great things. Like you can make that one song and pop. And another bad thing about it is you could grind. Grind had the best music in the world, but it just don't pop. Like some artists, the best uh, fucking best make great music, but like don't get to that level. And I don't know why. I guess it's, just because of like the marketing, some yeah, shit like that. That'd be the main thing right there. Yeah, you need that good push behind you and the right marketing. What's your um hat with marketing? How do you get your music seen by others? I see like recently I just started like I appear promotion page on Instagram, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like just to have better like better ways. Cause at first I was just Dropping shit. Just drop it, huh? I ain't even give a fuck until I really start taking it more serious. Like, okay. man, you really got some. Mm-hmm. Like, so you gotta do these things that, like, I can hear from like cool youngin. Bro, tell me, like, bro, you gotta, you gotta invest in yourself. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. So I take advice from certain people that's doing it mm-hmm. now. Like, I don't just want to hear from nobody that. You probably doing the same shit I was doing. Right. <laughs> ain't paying the money. Right. Ain't doing the shit. You gotta tell me. Right? That makes that makes sense. Now, I wanna go on, I wanna touch a little bit more on this project because you said it's more pain, a different side of you. I wanna ask a few questions outside of music that um young Osama is into. What are some things you do outside of music? Outside of music. That the normal person might not know about you. You cook? <laughs> no, a little something. <laughs> You're just throwing the fucking eggs on the yeah. stove. Huh? I just learned how to cook pasta. Okay. Make it like a little good pasta. Okay, ladies, you know? y'all hear that? So, uh, you know, I know a little something in the kitchen, but I don't know too much. Okay, you ball anything? Uh, see, I grew up playing football and basketball, so, like, if I ever get free time, I'll go play. Like, okay. hoop. Play some pickup football. Mm-hmm. Like, some slight shit. Yeah. Okay, um, let me um ask you a few. This um some cards I ask each guest. It's some relationship debates right here. All right. Now you're free to answer if you want or not. So it's up to you, buddy. <laughs> but there's a few. Um we probably don't ask all of them, but we're gonna ask a couple. Um, we're gonna say your friend with benefits arrives at your house unannounced and they text, I'm outside. And you in bed with um your lady. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> By the way, y'all, this tonight's conversation card. Shout out to them. They make some good little cards. <laughs> Niggas say I don't got no comment, but don't tell me this shit happened to you. Exclusive. <laughs> 
All right. You've been dating for about a year, but you've never been to your significant other's home. What does this most likely mean? Uh, my she'll trust you or something. Some uh-huh. funny shit going on. <laughs> Somebody laying pipe on or something. Yeah. Straight to the uh, nigga laying pipe on. <laughs> All right. Hold up. Um, after years of average se- average sex, all of a sudden, your lady learned some new tricks in the bedroom. Do you question where they learned them from, or Ooh. you enjoy it? <laughs> I'm fucked up in the me. <laughs> so my, my, I ain't gonna lie, my mind will go straight to the gutter sometimes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you ain't been doing this. What? What's what going what you on? Doing? This is the last two weeks. You just changed up. <laughs> hold up. All right, hold up. Gotta find a good one. Oh, this one for um some niggas. We know about this. You're about to get into the car with your significant other and notice the passenger seat is way back. Do you inquire about it or not? Yeah, who is sitting laid back in this car like that? <laughs> When the children are... See how that conversation uh, go. All right. Um, another one. Your um girlfriend quits their job because they want to become a rapper. The mixtape is dropping next week, but so are the bills. Would you support them? Nah, sure take our ass back to work. Been doing this. Come out the blue, you won't be a rapper. I'm not playing with this shit. Man, fucking way, Last one, brother. Your partner has yet to post you on social media, but they post about their job, their dog, their family. What does bother you? I say, like, the life that I live, I say I wouldn't be fucked up with it. Because mm-hmm. I ain't gonna, I don't want to post you on my shit, like, talking about it. You know? That's, okay. I see, that's, that's private right there. Okay. Um, relationship is private. Uh, Got you. Last one, last one for real though. Um, your your um significant other asks you to spice it up in the bedroom. They want to start using toys on you. What do you see? If it ain't no handcuffs or nothing like that, <laughs> other than that, must got some pop rocks or some <laughs> shit like that. Trying to do candy. Ain't no toys. Like I said, I'm fucking with you, brother. Question they didn't even <laughs> see that. <laughs> Fucking with you, <laughs> man. But it was a good episode, brother. Like I said, y'all go sign. We gonna um, leave off on that note, brother. Um, Tavis podcast. You got any last words for the people, brother? Let's see. Disrespect the project. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. And I see everybody ain't tuned into me. Like tune into me, man. Y'all go sign with three, man. On Instagram, sign with three on YouTube. Like tap in. Facts, facts. Um, what's the what's the um the next um steps for you to get to that next level you want to get at? Like, I see going grab one of these industry artists, like mm-hmm. doing a feature with them, like going to get one of them, hop on some, Heard get that, that money. Any 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 um body in particular you like to get be in that that first round you see because it's good to hop on like. Uh, Especially if you like somebody and they at that that ne- the level above you, but you know uh, they can get to that next level. So if y'all collab, it'll be like thing. I sell artists I really like as like a singer right now. Mm-hmm. I like Friday. Okay, I love to do something with them. Ain't you got nominated for a Grammy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Price so, gonna be hefty, yeah. brother. <laughs> Nigga should have ran it up. But uh, for sure, man. If y'all on. Uh, YouTube, come to Apple Music, all the podcast platforms, Spotify. Check us out. Give us a five star on the T-Visuals podcast. Once again, Young Osama, this was exclusive, and we out. Facts.